the process of caregiving is becoming more difficult. Here to talk about that is uh, our next guest to the program. Her name is Amy Kupal, and she is CEO of the Ontario Caregiver Organization. Amy, welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy you're here because a lot of folks are parent are caring for elderly relatives, their parents. Uh, how does the Ontario Caregiver Organization, um, I guess, uh, represent these these caregivers? Sure. Well, we are the only organization that supports caregivers regardless of the age, condition, or geography of the person they're caring for. So you identified elderly parents, and that's definitely one of the groups. But there are also spouses caring for their partners, parents caring for their children, people with long and short-term health care needs across the province. So give us an idea of how many Ontarians are also caregivers on the side. So we estimate that there are 3.3 million caregivers across the province, and sometimes that's long-term, where they're supporting someone with a long-term condition or perhaps a disability, and sometimes it's short-term related to an injury or, or some other kind of condition. But that's a lot of Ontarians who are playing this really important role, not just for family, but also for friends and neighbours. Do you think that people that, you know, prep a couple of dinners for, you know, an, an aging parent or drive them to different doctor's appointments also consider themselves a, a caregiver, even though it's not a full-time job, it's not even a part-time job, it's just, you know, anytime mom or dad needs me, I'm going to be there for them. Do you think that they uh, also consider themselves in that same category? Well, we certainly understand that most people don't identify themselves as caregivers. And I can say this for myself as well. I never thought of myself as a caregiver. I was a sister or a daughter. And so part of what we're doing is helping people to understand that whether it's a small portion of their day or their week or their life uh, or a big uh, part of uh, the role that they play, even if it's as a daughter or a parent or a friend, they are a caregiver and we're there for them in that capacity. There was a recent online study that I uh, talked about off the top here by the Change Foundation and the Ontario uh, Caregiver Organization. What kind of insight did you gain from that caregiver study? You know, we we are so excited to do this uh, report in partnership with the Change Foundation, and it gave us some great insights because it's the second year that we've done it. So we certainly saw that an increased amount of caregivers, more than half of caregivers, find the process of caregiving difficult, and that was an interesting insight for us to gain. And we also know that a third of caregivers are not coping well with the role that they're playing. So that's actually why we're launching our helpline today, where caregivers can call for both information and support. How much uh, guilt is associated with caregiving, not providing enough, somebody providing too much, uh, somebody, you know, being a bit uh, maybe resentful that someone's not pulling their weight and feeling guilty about that? You know, that's an interesting question. Uh, I don't know that we have a ton of insight on those individual experiences for caregivers, but what we do know is that caregiver distress and also isolation are on the rise. One of the reasons that the Ontario Caregiver Organization exists and why we've launched our helpline as well as our online chat is because people need somebody to connect with, not only to understand what resources might be available in their community, but also so that they can find that support that they're looking for for themselves as a caregiver. Let's talk about the helpline and the online chat, your uh, caregiver support lines. When did they launch and how busy are they? 
So we just launched today, so I'll have to get back to you All how right. busy we'll be. Um, but it is 24-7 because we do know that caregiving is not a 9-to-5 job. In fact, most of us are balancing caregiving with work and family and other commitments in our lives. So it's an opportunity for people to call and get information about respite or tax credits or community programs, but also to maybe work through different strategies and approaches that they might want to consider that might make that caregiving role easier. And I'm excited that we we have the helpline for people to call, but also the online chat where if that's an easier way for you to communicate, you can connect with us that way too. What supports are available that people just are not aware of that you're going to be pointing towards? You know, we have a lot of great programs and services across the province, and often those are available based on the condition of the person that you're caring for. And so um, whether it's an elderly parent or someone with a disability, we can help connect people with what's available in their community. But we're also rolling out a number of programs and services directly for caregivers. So an example is our peer support network where caregivers can connect with someone locally or somewhere else in the province just to kind of remember that they're not alone and to understand what other strategies are people using, how are they coping, and how can they support each other. I mean, you hear from people that are caregivers um, on a daily basis. What are the challenges associated with caring for a family member uh, that may not have been anticipated when you first take on that responsibility? Yeah, that's a great question. One of the things that we also see is on the rise is financial hardship. So we know that caregivers are paying out of pocket for additional resources as a part of their caregiving responsibility, but we also understand that this can have an impact for people in terms of work. So if you have to take time off work in order to play that caregiving role, whether that person is at home or in care or in hospital, um, we know that this can have an impact on people financially and in terms of their career prospects. So we're focusing on that right now in terms of helping people to be successful at work and in their caregiving role. Is uh, Ontario the first um, province to install this caregiver support line? So we're actually the fourth organization of this kind across the country. They already existed previously in Nova Scotia, Alberta, and BC. All of those provinces have some version of a helpline. Some of us are able to offer that 24-7. Others are not. Uh, But we know that caregivers need somewhere to go that's just for them so that they get that support they need. So that's what we're really excited about with the helpline. Say you're, uh, you know, at your wit's end. It's hard for you as a caregiver. I think one of the things that's very difficult as a caregiver is, you know, I I guess I can consider myself uh, a caregiver, although it's not part-time, it's not full-time. My husband takes care of the bulk of, uh, you know, the caregiving when it comes to his his father. But, you know, I'm cooking meals and uh, my schedule is definitely changed somewhat because my husband is a lot of the times with my father-in-law or, you know, we've, we're trying to include him in, uh, you know, meals and things like that. So is there a place that caregivers can go? Uh, like, could they call the line and just talk about uh, how they're feeling emotionally? Because I think that it, it can be stressful, but also there's some guilt associated with it because you're talking about your loved ones, your, your family members, and um, you might feel bad about the fact that you're feeling stressed out or emotional about this. 
Yeah, I mean, that caregiving journey is so unique for everybody, and even though people find that role fulfilling, there are some legitimate challenges that people face uh, in that caregiving role. So definitely they can call the helpline and just have somebody at the other end of the phone to talk to. Um, we can certainly also help connect people with resources in terms of counseling in their community. We know that caregivers are at increased risk of both anxiety and depression, and so one of the things we're trying to do is support caregivers in being able to be healthy and sustained in that role and ideally not become a patient themselves. So if there are ways that we can help connect caregivers with resources that help them to get that emotional support we, they need, we are really keen to do that as well. As a, um, a spouse, a partner of a caregiver, what should you be looking for? One of the things that we hear from caregivers the most is just recognize that I'm playing this role and acknowledge that this is an additional piece that I'm taking on in my life. And so people talk about simple things like if you know your neighbor's playing this role and you can bring them a coffee or offer to walk the dog, mm -hmm. those little things go a really long way. But also to have the understanding that I might not be able to volunteer in that thing in the community or contribute something to the potluck. I think a lot of caregivers feel isolated and sometimes invisible. And so for people to see, wow, you're really doing a lot uh, and recognizing that and supporting them in whatever way you can, that makes a really big difference for caregivers. What is the caregiver support line? So uh, the helpline is available 24-7. You can give us a call at 833-416-2273. Uh, you can also check out a ton of resources on our website at ontariocaregiver.ca. And our online chat is available there as well. So an online chat, you're just sitting at your computer. It's like sort of like the bubble that pops up and you can ask gotcha. questions there. Yeah, that's right. So you can ask the same kinds of questions uh, that you can ask on the helpline. We can connect you with community resources. We can also uh, hear from you about uh, how things are going in your own caregiving journey and uh, support you in that as well. And we know a lot of people prefer to connect by chat, so we're excited to offer that option for caregivers as well. How many people do you have uh, manning the phones and the chat right now at the day one? So we've actually got people on standby across the province, so we're ready for people to call today. We are looking forward to seeing what those numbers are going to look like, uh, but we are certainly ready to answer the calls today and also to put people in queue if we have uh, a lot of callers that dial in at once. I uh, anticipate, you know, since the, the numbers are high and how many people are, are caregivers in Ontario, that you're going to get a lot of people calling in as soon as they find out about this, and hopefully uh, we have given people the head up that they need that there there is someone out there to, to care for them while they're caring for someone else and, and help steer them towards supports that they need because the, the worst thing to do as a caregiver is neglect yourself if you are stressed out and emotional it's going to be a lot harder to you know muster the energy to properly take care of somebody that needs your help we, we want to be sure caregivers have that gas in the tank for themselves, and so that's why we're creating all of the programs and services that we're rolling out now, because you're exactly right that if you don't feel like you can sustain yourself or you get burnt out, then you can't be that caregiver anymore. And so we want to support caregivers in not getting burnt out, in taking care of themselves, and sometimes that's a tough thing to do. So uh, being there for caregivers is why we exist. I appreciate your time today, Amy. Thanks so much. Great. Thank you so much. Have a great day.